Inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lay. Joining me on the podcast today from Oklahoma City is Landon Dean. And I want to talk to Landon today about how he is managing his property manager because he's doing a really good job of it. And also, I want to talk to him about a recent property he bought that was a for sale by owner. Hey, Landon, welcome to the show. Hey, Dan, how are you, man? Oh, Thanks doing good. Me. Doing good. Sure, sure. So the, before we get into your story, why don't you tell me why you invested in real estate versus stocks or anything else that you could have invested in? What, what made you want to invest in real estate? Gotcha. Yeah. So we obviously, um, I think like a typical, you know, average home, you know, they have, you know, you've got a, a 401k and, and some Roth IRAs or whatnot, different types of, you know, stocks, bonds, um, that, that what I think life and generally tells you to, to invest in those type mm-hmm. of things, you know, sure. for, for long-term benefits. Um, you know, and, and as things, kind of started changing a little bit within the industry and, and just watching stocks and, you know, how they can be affected by one person, you know, going to a frenzy or a company going to a frenzy and um, it affects everything and people start selling and stocks go up and down. And I had no, um, no way to control that whatsoever. Um, right. So my wife and I, you know, decided that, you know what, let's look into something different. Um, you know, and, and I had a friend who had used a, uh, a management company for uh, one of his previous houses that he lived in, um, and then they moved to another house and decided to use the management company. And I thought, well, I don't want to, I don't really want to to deal with um, the tenants and and any maintenance repairs and things like that. So um, he's the one that kind of got me thinking in that pro that avenue of, of things. But um, that's you know, once once we decided to go that route and decide, hey, let's let's change our philosophy and let's try something different outside the box a little bit and, and see how that, how it goes. You made the decision so. that you're going to invest in real estate and, and you want to own rental properties. How did you take that first step? What, what was the very first thing that you did to, to buy your first property? Um, so the first one that we bought standalone, uh, my wife and I, um, it was basically, we knew the dollar figure that, uh, that we had to have 20% down. Um, we knew kind of, an area that we wanted to to focus on, which what we thought was a good rental area, um, a good young professionals area. Um, and then from there, we just kind of, um, you know, used the realtor that we've used uh, to purchase our, you know, home that we live in um, to help us find, you know, a, a good rental house. And he has a couple of rentals as well. Um, so we thought he was knowledgeable in that area um, to help us find, you know, the the sweet spot. How did you know that it was a good area? What was it close to where you lived or were there certain things you were looking for where you thought it, things would rent better than another area? You know, it, it butts up to, um, some other really good areas that, you know, higher priced homes, um, where people, you know, want to live in, but can't. So, um, it's close to kind of the, it's in a centralized location. Um, so it, it, it made it make sense. Um, and we used to actually live fairly close to that, you know, um, 10, 15 years ago too. So we knew, we knew the area. Um, so that's primarily it. it. This is a single family house that you bought that for the that first? Was okay. Correct. Yes. Give me some details. Yep. How many bedrooms, how many baths? It's a three bedroom, uh, one and a half bath, uh, a little over 1100 square feet. Okay. Um, so I would, I would say the biggest, um, and this is one of the, 
main reasons I wanted to to talk with you and get get my information out there is because I feel like we're we're very um, the common real estate investor. We're not uh, extremely savvy, and uh, as years go by, we're slowly um, adding expertise and knowledge. Listening to the podcast, we we gain so much information. Um, but I think it's it's great to hear from from somebody who's just getting started. How do I get started in this? What's mm-hmm. what's the first steps? You know and Right. Um, I think it, it's scary when you talk about, um, you know, putting twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars down on something, and and what if, what if it doesn't work out? You know, um, right. and that's that's a it's something that you always have to think about. But um, I think it's a relatively safe investment if you get the right people in in place. Absolutely. So. Give me some numbers for that that first deal. How much did the house cost, and how much did you rent so it out for? We bought it for uh, one hundred and thirteen five. Okay. Uh, we currently have it rented for ten ninety five okay. a month right now. Um, we could get, I think, get more, um, but right now I think the market's kind of because we're in um, Oklahoma City, the oil and gas sector is, is down, so um, it's affecting our, our rental market for sure. People are are getting less for their properties here. So um, prices are coming down. Are are, are think have you noticed things are taking longer to rent too? Yes. Okay. Yep. So we've we've had um, the same tenants for two years in this property. Um, they just their their lease ended uh, end of end of March. So we're currently and we've been marketing for three months. I'm sorry, three weeks. Um, you know, while they were still in there and. We haven't had any any so we've been sitting on it for almost four weeks uh, vacant. So oh, wow. um, unfortunately, we may have to to drop drop price a little bit. But we're also in the process of redoing the half bath, um, putting in new carpet. We just built a new deck in the back. So trying to uh, bring it up to a little bit more modern standards as well. Too. You have a property manager for this property, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, now tell me how. How do you manage your manager? Because a lot of times people feel that if they call their manager that maybe they're bothering them or that the manager doesn't have much to say. How do you approach that? Like, How do you build that relationship with your property manager? Um, You know what? The first and foremost thing that that I started with with them was um, I was extremely – nice, appropriate – I mean overly friendly um, from the get-go. And – I think once you, once you build that rapport, you get people on their team and they realize that, hey, you're not uh, another nuisance guy who's just calling and asking, why isn't this done? And, uh, you know, when's money going to be deposited and things of that nature. So uh, learning how to, you know, build a relationship and, you know, treat people like you want to be treated, essentially. I um, mean, it's a simple, simple thought process, but um, I think sometimes we forget about that. Um, how building relationships and just saying thank you and, and please and and um, apologizing for for calling so many times or or that type of thing and and what I found is over doing this over the past couple of years um, word of mouth I've found that I have now become one of their one of their favorite clients oh, just great. because I I treat them the way they want to be treated um, you know and mm-hmm. whether that be phone call or emails um, everything's appropriate and it's uh, so that's that's been the biggest thing, uh, and knowing too, throughout that company, um, who handles accounting, who handles, um, showings and tenant screenings and background checks, who handles maintenance repairs, uh, so that I'm not having to create extra work for somebody that I can go directly to 
this person for the accounting versus going to the, this operator and then they send me to here. And so it just streamlines that as well, too. I think that's a big benefit as well. You know, I, I think that's great advice for managing your property manager, but also just great advice for life in general. If you're you're friendly and you treat people with respect, people are going to want to do business with you. So I, I think that is is really good advice. Have you had any problems with with the management company? Or? I have not. Okay. Um, no, the if, if I were to say a problem is that we don't have a a tenant in one of the houses right now. Um, but, but that's I can't control all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and nor can they. So, um, do, do you think there's anything you can do to rent the house faster? I I know you mentioned drop the price and you're improving it, but is there anything else you think you can do? to no. to get someone in there it's just no. the market is dro- just waiting yeah. it out okay. yeah exactly and i think um dropping the price is probably going to be the next because we've debated back and forth um you know do you want an extra 100 dollars a month or would you rather you know break even or make 25 dollars a month but you're still getting debt pay down but you've got tenants in there so you're not losing money each month um and i think that's if if you think of the big picture of things i think that that Debt pay down is such a huge. Yeah, everybody wants cash flow um, each month, and and that's that's the icing. And, and yes, we do want that. Um, but when you look at that grand scheme of things, when you when you drive that debt down, and, and then once you eventually get it paid off, you know, mm-hmm. then then that cash flow really starts coming in too. Now, your next property after you bought that single family was a, a duplex. What made you want to buy a duplex? It, it seems like there's two camps of rental property owners. There's people that like single families and there's people that like multifamily properties and you've got both of them. So w- what made you want to do a duplex after doing a, a single family? Um, you know, it wasn't so much that I wanted to do it. It's just that I found it. Um, and I found it through um, the classified section and the, um, in the, in the paper. And well, I hold just, on. In the newspaper, the classified in the, section in, in the newspaper. And correct. this was yep. recently. This wasn't in 1982, no, right? This was, <laughs> this was in August of last year is when we closed on it. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, that That's really good because a, a lot of people aren't even looking in the newspaper. You, you probably yeah. had less competition, but less people well, trying to find it. it. So, so yep. tell me, how, how did it work? You, you called the person up and said, hey, I, I want to see your property. Yep, it, it that's exactly what it was. Um, you know, an older lady who lives has lived here in Oklahoma City, and they um, they have done a lot of fix and flips, and uh, so this was you know their seventeen eighteenth property. So she had taken care of it well, and it it had, it was move in ready. Um, there were a couple things that they were still in the in the prop in the process of, of updating, but um, you know it's in a, a new area of town that's um, starting to thrive um, in midtown oklahoma city so it's kind of um near near a university um wasn't really didn't know a whole lot about the duplex side of things um but once i started kind of doing a little bit of research and 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 i knew she had a tenant in there um already in one side and she told me what she was getting for it um for and the previous side what she had get it had gotten for that side uh, i kind of did the math on that just kind of ran the numbers and looked at okay you know, at 25% down, what's that going to cost us? Okay. Um, it's a, a one bedroom, one bath on each side, uh, roughly about 900 square feet each side. Um, you know, and, and I knew that, okay, well, we're going to save money as far as, um, not paying any realtor fees. And, you know, 
so so I went in that same day. Um, I had called her when I saw it and went by and looked at it and um, kind of did a Google Street View of it first before I went by and then walked through it with her. Uh, and then literally probably a week later had made her an offer, um, you know, which was which was scary because that was am I am I doing the right things? I don't have any um, legal advice. I don't have a realtor associated to me to help me. Um, so it was, um, very interesting, but it, it kind of went through the whole process was just like you and I had talked about treating people right. Um, and that's how it, with her, I sat down with her multiple, multiple times and we would just sit down and talk and it was a great relationship. Her understanding what I, where I was coming from and, and me understanding where she was coming from. So we came to uh, what I felt like was a pretty good mutual agreement and purchased the uh, duplex for, for 108. Um, and, and that market over there is just growing and growing. So uh, property values are increasing quite a bit over there. And already. what do you have the units rented out for? So we have one unit at 695, the other unit at 650. Okay. Um, one's a, a little bit smaller. So yeah, we're, we're roughly cash flowing. Um, 350 to 400 a month. Yeah, um, that, that's much better numbers than the single family. Do, uh, do, you, yeah, yeah. do you have more expenses? Are you having to pay for the water or any of the utilities? Or no, you... the t- the tenants, um, I'm sorry, yes, they, they, they have a $50 um, monthly fee that they pay for water. Um, so then the utilities come off of my my expense, So, which that goes straight to the management company, um, then just comes out of my rental income. So okay. it's really a wash. I don't see it. Um, so you, the management so company pays for the utilities. They're paying their six fifty or or six ninety five plus fifty dollars for the water. Correct. Okay. Yes. And yep. then the electric is is measured uh, metered separately. So they're yep. paying their it's, own. Okay. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yep. You, you said it was. was uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was just a new thing for me to learn as far as the duplex scene. Um, not knowing that. Oh, okay. I have to pay for some of this stuff um, because it's. Right. Um, split like that you so. said it was near a university are, are are you able to rent it to students or um this one the ones that i have in there are not students okay. uh, but she had told me in the, in the past she's got a lot of uh, law students there's a really good law school at oklahoma city university okay um that's right down the road what about the outside maintenance are you having to mow the grass or do anything yep. outside i have okay. one of the one of the tenants um been very fortunate was actually the daughter of the lady I bought it from. Um, so she takes extreme pride in it. Um, she and I both do, um, you know, and, and we talk about it quite often as far as, uh, the maintenance, the lawn, she helps us upkeep it as well. But I've also got some, um, some young guys that, that live around here that go and mow it, uh, every week, you know? So, so that's another expense that comes out. Now that you've had a duplex and a single family for your next property, would you want to buy a duplex or would you want to buy a single family? Are are you sold in any direction or is it just a matter of whatever's a good deal you would buy? I would first and foremost, yes, it's gotta be a good deal. And that's Mm -hmm. what, um, we learned from our first purchase was, as a, as a first time investor, we got involved in the emotional side of things. And this is where I would tell people, um, if it's your first time, get somebody on board who can look at the numbers and, and help you figure out, is it truly a good, good deal? Or are you just extremely excited that you're buying a, 
a rental property and you're starting your investment career in a different form. Um, and that's how we were. Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't with that single family home, we didn't, we didn't know exactly what we could get for it. Um, you know, so we didn't run the numbers like we should. Um, now we're completely different role. And that's the first and foremost, when we look at properties is if it's not cash flowing for us, if it's, uh, if it doesn't make sound financial sense, then move on to the next one. We don't get finance or I'm sorry, emotionally invested into a property mm -hmm. anymore. Um, so, um, so as far as back to your question, I, you know, I would love to steer, um, towards the duplex side of things just because, um, the cash flow is way better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think that's something that really varies area to area in, in some areas the duplexes don't seem to cash flow, uh, as well as single families, but it, it sounds okay. like in your area, the duplexes are, you're going to make much more money on a duplex. Yes. Um, yeah. now let's circle back to the, when you actually were buying the property, how did you do the, the contract with your, with your seller? Um, you know, this is, this is going to sound extremely stupid, but, um, I just did research on the internet and, um, found some generic, um, sample contracts and, and, and wrote them up essentially just as they had done on, you know, rocket lawyer, I think, okay. um, you know, some, some sites, I think that's actually where I got that one from was rocket lawyer. Um, and then plugged in all the data, uh, as far as, you know, the, the purchase price, the contingencies that I had on it, um, as well, you know, addresses and things of that nature. So it really wasn't, it sounds like extremely daunting, you know, from, for somebody just getting into it, like, I'm going to buy a home. I'm going to put this $30,000 down and I'm going to write the contract on it. And, um, it wasn't as now that I've done it, I, I can see like, Oh, okay. I can handle this. Right. Um, you know, so. Okay. And did, um, did you give the earnest money to the seller or did you give it to the title company? We gave it to, we, we put it in the title company. Okay, good. Um, Smart move. And that was, I, I got really lucky too with this, with the lady we bought it from. Cause, um, like I told you, it was kind of a win-win. Um, she helped me quite a bit, um, mm -hmm. through the whole process, um, of knowing, okay, here's, here's, here's the next step. Here's what we're going to do. So, um, I, I was very grateful, you know, to, to have this deal with her because she helped us so much in, in kind of learning. And, and whereas somebody else could have said, Oh, okay, this guy's a newbie. Uh, let's rake him around a little bit. Right. And, Take advantage um, of him. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I don't feel like she did that at all. And, and I felt she was truly genuine and, and I could see that. And that's where building that relationship with her and she could see, you know, who I truly was. I could really tell who she was, um, just by having a lot of phone conversations, a lot of sit down conversations. Um, so that, that helped a ton. Um, and, and it got us some, some good knowledge underneath us. When you made the offer to her, I, I always like when I'm making a offer on a property, I always like to do it in, in writing. Did, mm -hmm. did you, did you offer to her in writing or, or was it just through the conversations that you guys ag agreed upon the price? I, I did it in writing okay. um, and I, I brought it to her um, and we sat down and looked at it. So, okay. um, which it was funny because I was like, this is a, this is going to be very interesting. I've never done anything like this. You know, it's, it's me walking in and saying, Hey, here's what you think your house is worth. Um, here's what I'm willing to pay you for. It, and here's why. 
Mm-hmm. So that was me going back and doing the research. What is looking at the county assessor? What did they pay for it? Her uh, believing in her and telling me the the amount of work that she had dollar figure she had put into it, um, and then kind of putting those numbers together, and then looking at kind of uh, you know a, a comps you know for that neighborhood, which is very hard because in that neighborhood you have single family homes, duplexes, some triplexes, um, some fourplexes, and and so it's hard to really get a really good comparative analysis of a true duplex like that. Were you you able to to negotiate with her much? I've I've always found that for sale by owners are generally overpriced, like that they want more for their house than it's worth. And they're trying to save money because they don't want to pay the realtor's commission. And I I find a lot of times they're, they're kind of off base on the price they're looking for. Was she like that or was she Um, pretty reasonable? No, she, so they were, it was originally listed for 115 and we bought it for 108. Um, so when I told her, you know, I think she understood, you know, that she thought that was, that was fair. And that's what she told me when I first, uh, showed her the offer and we sat down in the kitchen and she looked at it and she said, you know, this, this offer looks fair. Um, so let me talk to her husband and verify it just to make sure that he's, he's good. But I think she had realized, yeah, they, that she had it overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this was the right price for it. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Landon, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was great. Great hearing your, your knowledge and, and hearing your story. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I appreciate it very much. And I hope it, uh, you know, obviously giving back is, is great. And I hope that, you know, there's other investors that are looking to start their career and, and this can kind of help them or spark them and, and motivate them to take that first step. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found trust and will, and the whole process could not have been easier. My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com. They walked us through a series of questions, and at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and Will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. 
If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.